the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. We're located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us via the web at blackchamber.com. In studio with me is my good friend, producer, and co-host, Mr. Carl Big Papa Wells. Yeah, that's why you almost forgot my name. Oh, huh? yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, we got to change that opening, Mike, because it says, welcome to, you know, with Carl Davis. Don't say nothing about Carl Welch, right? Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. I come in and out. How well, you doing today, man? Well, I'm doing really good, yeah. Carl. I have, a, I have a gentleman that I actually did a fashion show with Ooh. who is now running for the Santa Clara County Board of Supervisors, Mr. Don Rocha. Don, how you doing today, Ron? <sighs> I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, guys. (laughs) Well, Don, you know, uh, because you are running for the Board of Supervisors, that's a huge position. I mean, people who are listening to the show would probably want to know, how did you get to where you're at to position yourself to run for the Santa Clara County Board of Supervisors? Tell us a little bit about Don Rocha. Well, that's a a long story, and I'll try to make it short (laughs) for radio. Um, I... Grew up here, was born here, and uh, way back when, when my mom was a teacher, she wanted to open a dance studio. She opened a dance studio in the Little Glen area, and unfortunately, one of the neighbors uh, didn't really like the new youth in terms of kids and adults and et cetera. So what happened is she called the council member that she happened to know, and lo and behold, the planning department told them that they're not going to renew their conditional use permit. So for me, that was my first foray into Mm. City Hall, and powerful people stepping on people, opening up a small business. That was my defining moment. And from there, I went off to college, studied political science. My first job was working for a city council member as a council assistant. And I've always worn the hat, which is government should serve people, not the other way around. And for me, that was really important. My mom is so proud of me and where I've got to. And it really all goes back to that moment when um, City Hall shut her business down. We knew nobody powerful. And boom. My path has been late. Wow. So now we know somebody powerful named Don Rocha. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know some powerful, Don hey, knows some pretty powerful people. He's got some really good uh, supporters and uh, uh, people um, uh, supporting him on his campaign as well. Yeah. And before we dive in your campaign, Don, I, I just want to bring us back to that point when I first met you personally, when you and I were, I guess, guests 
at a fashion show. You remember that? And we were helping some benefit, and you and I were in the back, and we were talking about how we were going to go out there and, and model. Do you remember that, Don? <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I try not to, but <laughs> you bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> not, not one of my finest, finest moments in the council member, but I had a blast. It was a great cause. It was a great cause. And that just shows your heart, Don, that where you're willing to you know, come from where somebody might think a city councilman sits, and you're willing to come in a community be a part of the community, have fun with people and let them know, you know, who you are. And, and, and I love that. And I, and I consider you a champion. Now, let me ask you a question, Don. When I said that word about champion, I consider you a champion of small business. So tell me a little bit about why would somebody want to elect you as the Santa Clara County Board of Supervisors? Well, um, you know, let me step outside, you know, the business interests first and talk about why to answer that question. And I'm looking at the path that led me to here, and I think that's the most key issue here is the way I approach my work on the city council, on the school board, and hopefully the board of supervisors is about serving the public and people Mm -hmm. and whatever their needs are first and foremost, not special interests, not that stuff. So why would someone select me for supervisor? You know, the transition from city council work to the board of supervisors, I think, for one, gives me the greatest advantage and the greatest experience. The main issues I'm hearing are about housing affordability, homeless, traffic growth and development, and public safety. Those are all the issues I've worked on in the council. My resume is built on it, and I think I do a fantastic job with the Board of Supervisors. So now with that said, um, are you interested in the business side of it, or was that just more about me and my resume? No, I'd like to hear uh, what you would um, you know, consider as a you being a champion of small businesses and see, see what uh, you know, initiatives or things you're thinking about to help small businesses. Well, that's a tough one. As you know, uh, the county representing mostly the unincorporated areas, there's not a, a good amount of businesses that you represent, so to speak. And economic development isn't a key focus of the Board of Supervisors. Oftentimes, it's more the social services side. But my experience also prior to the council work I did work at the redevelopment agency in the neighborhood business district, and that is where I learned how key small businesses are to our community. They are the backbone. The numbers that I've heard in terms of how many small businesses or how many businesses are small businesses in a particular community and how many people are employed by small businesses are staggering. I don't even know them all mm-hmm. by heart. But that is where I learned those businesses that are, exist in the neighborhoods are so key to those communities. They employ people and they provide great services. So that's where the value comes for me in terms of my heart. You um, you say you support uh, uh, building on affordable housing and, and especially traffic and transportation. Those seems to be two uh, big issues here in the Bay Area, uh, housing being as expensive mm-hmm. as it is and transportation being as congested as it is. Yes, <laughs> they are the top two issues. Uh, I have them on my, my uh campaign literature as number one and number two from mm. housing affordability and development and, and traffic. Well, as, as we got people coming in working for these high-tech companies and, uh, uh, in the area, uh, one of the things being affordable housing, how, do we, how are we going to deal with uh, finding affordable housing in our communities for those who live in the communities and work in the communities? Well, I think the first thing that we're doing, that measure A dollars that two years ago we passed as a community, the voters, two-thirds. It was overwhelming. That's going to be the game changer. Unfortunately, the pace that we're moving at is not one that I think we should be acting with a sense of urgency. And this is a housing crisis we have. So from there, moving on Measure A, which was $950 million over 30 years, uh, first bond went out to market. 
the county has over $300 million and they're doling it out right now. But I think really we need to be a lot more aggressive with that. Now sliding into this election cycle, uh, the city of San Jose has put a, an affordable housing measure on, on the ballot as well. That's going to be really key to this particular community. So I think putting those two together um, is really probably going to be the most effective way we can deal with this. And there's a whole host of issues that we've been doing from safe parking to sanctioned encampments to tiny homes, but really just pure permanent affordable housing for residents in our community is, is going to be the game changer. Yeah. Do you think, Don, do you think, Don, that uh, someone can come up with something that's pretty creative? Because, I mean, you think about the, the tech company and the big companies that are here. How can we do some public-private partnering, you know, to where everybody's interest is being served? You and I know that Google's already talking about coming downtown and people are talking about what Amazon may do. Although that becomes maybe a city of San Jose issue, how do you see that from the county's perspective? Well, from that perspective, it's going to be about a regional partnership. And that is such a broad statement. So let me dive down a little bit to start with. I, I do think the tech companies and the corporate community here need to step up a bit more on the housing side. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I was born here, raised here. So the changes I've seen in terms of development and job growth have had a significant impact. And it's those issues that I've mentioned from the housing affordability to the traffic. And I know they recognize that and I know they understand that, but we need bigger partnership in this in terms of them coming to the table. And I hate to use the word financially, but that's got to be a big key here. That doesn't happen without political leadership. And I'm mm. sorry to say that I think political leadership is a bit hesitant to ask the corporate community to step up more. And they're more looking at the other way with the jobs and how important that is to our economy. And they don't want to put that at risk. Well, we've got a crisis here from folks struggling, whether they're trying to make a living. And, you know, we've seen businesses close downtown, throughout the county, we can't afford to continue at this pace. So for me, someone's got to call that question and ask these folks to step up in a big way. And that comes from a conversation. It's, you know, this doesn't happen through arguments and through the press. You really got to sit down at the table and get people to participate. So uh, that's the short version as to how I kind of see this begin. So tell me, tell me what's the difference. This is Carl Welch. Tell me what's the difference between doing city politics and doing county politics. <laughs> Um, Well, the way that I've been looking at it, and not being in that building at the county side, I've been looking at it as the county side, they are really engaged more at the state and federal level in terms of funding coming down to them to provide social services. That's the key driver for them in terms of their core service is the the health. And that's what Valley Medical Center is just a crown jewel for them making sure that they provide health care to those folks in the community that can't afford it. And then you talk about other services, mental health and foster children, jail, juvenile hall. Mm-hmm. You know, it really boils down to that safety net in our community. So it's a whole different ballgame in terms of politics over there. They're really focused on serving those that don't have a voice. And mm-hmm. for me, that's really exciting and, you know, true public service. Are you, um, I know you're going to run for District 4, is that right? District 4? Yes, sir. Now, what area comprises District 4? Be able to maybe outline for These are large districts at the county. Uh, it's uh, the entire city of Santa Clara, the entire city of Campbell, a good portion of West San Jose is kind of the Winchester, Santa Tomas area, a good portion of Cambrian, and then a good portion of Willow Glen. It's a big district, and it takes a lot of walking to talk to voters, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that about social services, and I know that, uh, you know, a lot of the things that's happening in our community, 
you know, we've seen some disparity where we're overrepresented in some areas and underrepresented in other areas. And and uh, so far, the city, I mean, the uh, Board of Supervisors led by Dave Cortez and that group, they've been very open to some of the things that we brought to them. You know, I would imagine, Don, that you, you know, would be in that same kind of realm, right? I couldn't agree more. I really have been looking at the current board um, from Dave to Cindy to Ken to Simidian and Wasserman, and they've been a very progressive board, and they have stood up on local and state and national issues and defending those that don't have a voice, and they haven't been afraid or shy about it. I've been very impressed. So, you know, I try not to be one of those politicians, and I I don't even like the word politician, Mm -hmm. where I'm telling everybody what I think and what I'm going to do and I know best. i got to get in that building, uh, to be bluntly honest, and Mm -hmm. take a look around and see where the needs are. It's the way I approach any job, is get inside the building, take a look, see where your strengths and weaknesses are and where you can help move ball. Because there's a lot of other really important people over there and powerful people over there and smart people doing great work already and I don't want to get in the way of that but I do want to do is support them and then also lead on any particular issues where there may be a void. Ooh, well I enjoy that. As a matter of fact, Don, I want to definitely talk to you about how people can connect with you on the second half but we're getting ready to take a break. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. And now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. We are proudly speaking here with uh, Don Rocha uh, Santa, from San Jose City, running now for Santa Clara Board of Supervisors. Um, you were a two-term city councilman uh, in District 9? Yep. Now, what would you say was your biggest accomplishment uh, coming out of District 9, coming as a city councilman? And what would you take, any of that, how would you take that to being a supervisor? You know, I've been asked that question in this campaign trail so many times, and, you know, <laughs> the failure on my part is really having a good answer to that question because <laughs> there's, so much, <laughs> there's so much work that I've been done. See, the way I, I approach this job, I'm a policy wonk. You know, my, my best role is on Tuesdays when we vote, looking at the proposals and recommendations from staff and finding the best solution and the best outcome and making sure voices are heard. That's where my strength is. So I have been engaged on so many policy issues because that's where actually when you find what your true gift is, that's what I'm good at. I'm, not, I'm horrible at speaking at events and speeches, but when you put me in front of a document and say, Don, how can we make this better? That's where I, that's where I thrive. So gosh, you know, there's issues from land use decisions, making sure the mitigation didn't impact a particular community to when we were dealing with the medical marijuana issue and having collectives in our community that were impacting um, surrounding neighborhood areas to pension reform to, uh, you know, minimum wage and business taxes. Uh, there's a number of issues that I've just been really active on. So there really isn't one that I can point to. I'm proud of the whole record of work. Well, you, you do you do a lot of neighborhood work, which is obviously one of the things that I hear that you're, you're famous for, the neighborhood work, work on education. Um, how important is that for you being raised in San Jose to see that growth process um, from uh, uh, from where we are now to where we need to go with our education system? <laughs> if I if I could help you on that one, I would be running for governor. <laughs> I'd be well, you're young enough. We'll see you in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as a former school board member, what 
what I saw was really, what's the best word? And I don't want to use game changer again, but which was really effective to see schools thrive and students thrive mm-hmm. was parent participation. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I know we've got some large school districts and I've seen for over these 20 something years in public service, the larger the government agency, the larger the bureaucracy mm-hmm. and the harder it is to hear small voices. I have seen small school districts thrive and be really effective. And when they start stepping into those large school districts, you kind of disappear. So for me, it would be about having community engagement, neighbor engagement, parent engagement. And that's so difficult in this community when you have to have two parents working in order to pay this high cost of living. So that's where you kind of tackle this issue from the high cost of living here, from whether it's you know wages or housing or transportation, and trying to help there. So we have parents who have the, the time and the luxury to be more involved in their students' education and their school district. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think I can solve the ills of, of those societal issues, but that to me is where I would put my heart and my efforts to try and help. Well, Don, you, uh, you know, you sort of set something up for us. Carl and I, we, you know, whenever we get a chance, and this is a perfect segue, we talk about the Bay Area Black Youth Techathon, and that's all about parents and the community actually being civically involved in the education of our kids. And if if we can get that sort of, uh, you know, momentum going, we think that that's a model that a lot of people can use. So I'm looking forward to you becoming a board of supervisor and me coming and talking to you about that, Don. And as a matter of fact, I want folks to know that Don was one of our champions for the chamber, not the Hispanic chamber, the black chamber and our old ethnic chamber of coalitions that we got funding from the city of Z- city of San Jose because of you, Don. And I, I want to just say publicly Thank you for that. I appreciate you, Fred. Sure. And, you know, I let me say you're welcome, but we could do better. And I mm-hmm. honestly, this is the frustration for me and, and being at City Hall and not being able to do as much as I wanted to do in eight years is we don't listen enough to the community. You know, we get stuck in our groove and we're working on issues, whether it's the housing crisis or our police department crisis or our pension crisis. And in the midst of all that, we often ignore the smaller community needs and interests. And, you know, we've done that too many times from the nonprofits really not feeling present here and the Chamber of Commerce, the Small Business Chamber of Commerce, not really feeling represented in the minority businesses. And I, I think, well, bluntly put, we could do better and we haven't done as well as we could. So that's one of my regrets is not serving more on those issues. I'm going to I'm going to get a little bit off the politics. I want to ask you this really very, very, very serious question. So I want you to take a moment to think about this. Right? <laughs> you better watch right. it, so, Don. <laughs> which sport do you like coaching the most? See, that's serious now. So so, so think about it. Now. <laughs> so I understand on, you, on the, you coach a lot of different sports. In, in, uh, a lot. Yeah. Uh, on the boys' side, um, it's basketball. And it's weird to say on the girls' side it's a different sport, but um, softball for me and the time I spent with my daughter and the other girls was absolutely the most rewarding experience I had with yeah. her. Um, it, that game moves so much quicker than Little League, uh, and the girls are a blast, and they were fun to hang out with. Uh, and then on the boys' side, it's, it's basketball. It's, I got to coach my son. Actually, he was assistant coach at high school when he was playing, and that I'll never forget. 
Thank so, you for that very tough question. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and, 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 and understanding also that, uh, you know, you talk about community organizations and, and uh, you obviously have grown into that. You're a community person. You're a family person. You were born and raised in the community. Uh, you have a, a great reputation. Uh, you understand community involvement. You understand parent involvement. You understand the, in, the uh, importance of education. And you understand, obviously, uh, economic development for the communities. Um, so... You are the perfect person, from what I've been told. You are the perfect person to run for. And I'm not. I'm being impartial. Uh, so uh, for board of supervisors. Well, I want. I want to echo what Carl's saying there. You know, you you're a, you're a partner. You're a parent. You're a fourth San Jose generational person, right? You're a two time city councilman. You know, uh, it's it's almost like. Who is running against you, Don? Do you feel like do you feel like you got it? Just a slam dunk, or you feel like uh, there's some serious uh, competition out there? No, this is uh, as I heard from one poll that was done, and I didn't do one. It's neck and neck. Uh, I'm running against a candidate who's uh, very uh, qualified. Uh, I wouldn't say the record of work is the same, um, but she's been very effective in her particular community. And uh, we also know that the Me Too movement is moving across the nation and electing mm-hmm. a lot of women in office, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And in this particular race, the, the gender side may be uh, an important issue for a lot of voters in the District 4 area, but we'll find out in November. And one way or another, I'm proud of the work I've done, and, and I'm not done. So uh, I'm looking forward to November coming and going so I can get back to being a dad. Uh, this campaign has been running for quite a while now, and, and I paid a heavy price in terms of my time with my family, so I'm looking forward to going back to being a full-time dad as much as I can. Hey, how can we help you? Is there a way that people can uh, connect with you, Don, whether they want to be a, a donor to your uh, campaign or they want to you know, come out and just help you or get flyers out? Or, you know, what would you say or how can people reach you to help out? Well, thank you for asking. Um, the easiest way, all the information is on the website. It's com www.donaldrocha.com. That has, you know, um, contact info for helping drop flyers, make phone calls, and even donations, endorsements, and getting the word out to your particular community and friends. Well, we definitely wish you wish you luck, and I know we got a couple more minutes uh, um, into the show. So, what can you tell me? Just something that's like even specifically for your community. Things that are not necessarily partisan, that are Republican or Democratic or Libertarian, or what are the issues? What are the biggest issues that that we as citizens can uh, or or, or um, are thinking about and and looking forward to getting the support from from uh, uh, our politicians uh, in in uh, Santa Clara City and and in the county? Well, you guys asked a really good question early on in terms of the corporate community, mm-hmm. and you know that is one of those ones that's been kind of sitting in my stomach this whole campaign and realizing that a lot of these issues we're dealing with, as I mentioned, are a result of the job growth that we've seen here, from the housing affordability and folks living on the streets to the the traffic that we're seeing and folks can't get to places and the high cost of living. And while it has brought great wealth to uh, to some folks, I would say the greater community is suffering those issues that I mentioned. That, to me, is the one that I think residents need to start holding their elected officials accountable for, which is demanding us to act on those issues. And we're going to have to turn somewhere to do it. Government has a limited amount of funding here, and we're using our dollars the best we can. So we're going to have to identify new opportunities for us to help on these issues. And we're going to have to look for those who who have the capacity to do it. 
And I'm not the one that says, you know, big business is bad at all. You know, I, I'm, I'm very supportive of our com- corporate community here, especially our small businesses. But when we're seeing what we're seeing here and community struggling, struggling, and two parents working, they work, they come home, dinner, homework, bed, mm-hmm. and that's the end of it. That's, that's not a quality of life. So we really need our community to demand of folks like myself or anybody elected officials to start pushing harder on these issues and helping out at home. Well, I want to say one thing before we go, Dom. You only got about a minute and a half. I would like to approach you and see how you feel about when chambers or other organizations come to you and, and instead of asking for funding, they ask you to partner with them so they can create an income stream for the county, for the city. Carl and I have been working on something called the Silicon Valley Heritage Festival where we celebrate diversity in food and in concert, dance, art. And we actually want to put this on and we want the county to be a partner. We want the city to be a partner. And at the end of the day, the money that we raise, some of it goes to the chambers, goes to those small businesses that are there, but money goes back to the county. We need creative ideas like that. Is that something that when we come to you, you can help write some legislation to get that in? (laughs) I would love to do that. And let me even go a step further is, with all due respect to, to the public dollars and the help there, is I'd rather see that money go back to the small business community and those communities that need the help. You know, yes. we've got, uh, I think our property tax levels on the county side are doing quite well. I don't think they're struggling for funding. I'd rather see that money back in the community for those who need it most. But, yes, count me in. <laughs> well, Don, we're going to invite you back after you become the Santa Clara County Board of Supervisors for District 4. We're going to bring you back because you are truly the neighborhood champion. So, Don, we want to thank you for coming on our show. And like we tell all of our folks, it's very important to stay connected. You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected. Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.